The Imitation Game, a computational chemical approach to recognizing life. When is an artificial cell alive? A Turing test-like method may provide the answer. The definition of, quote, life has invoked innumerable vigorous discussions, ranging from the religious to the scientific, philosophical and metaphysical. And still today, no universally acceptable definition is available. This controversy is inescapable because of the absence of a theory of the nature of living systems. There is, however, an urgent practical need for a universally acceptable way of recognizing life or the potential for life. The absence of any agreed upon guiding definitions of what it is to be alive and more generally of what is life makes it difficult for researchers in a variety of communities to objectively recognize success. For example, it remains far from trivial within the exobiology and astrobiology communities to objectively access, assess whether a new form of extraterrestrial life has been discovered. For researchers studying the origins of life, it is difficult to demonstrate whether life's beginnings have been successfully explained. And in the synthetic biology and artificial chemistry communities, demonstrating the creation of a wholly synthetic life form is a daunting process. Here, we propose an approach to the recognition of living artificial chemical systems based on chemical cells as a Gadankin experiment that exploits a cellular imitation game. The conceptual implications of this Turing test-like method are discussed as a procedure for deciding whether an artificial whether an artificially constructed chemical system is or is not alive. First principles. Although we might chauvinistically assume that all life in the universe is based upon our own biomolecules, such as RNA, DNA, and proteins, this clearly prejudges the primary chemical routes to a cellular or living system and excludes many avenues of research without justification. In addition, the origin of life on Earth may be just one function of such cellularity, just the tip of a functional iceberg. And, as has been recently suggested, might have followed a very convoluted and complicated sequence of events, where RNA, DNA, and proteins were indeed latecomers. Moreover, it has been argued that the nucleic acid or protein sequences of living systems may have been determined in part by chance occurrences at origins. Any extrapolation linking sequences, as opposed to functions, obtained in the laboratory to what may have occurred around 4 billion years ago are tenuous at best. Living systems exhibit a plethora of qualities that fundamentally distinguish them from inorganic or dead matter. Life is a complex phenomenon, requiring not only individual self-replicating autopoieses and self-sustaining systems, but also a mechanism that allows spatio-temporally resolved organization of information within these systems. 
which brings about characteristic evolutionary and metabolic dynamics. Previous proposals that consider bottom-up engineering of artificial cells have drawn inspiration from certain functions that are present in natural living systems, albeit not necessarily following their implementation. These structural functions are thought to be a prerequisite for realizing a living system. Most researchers focus on the components or physical embodiment of life and often cite three functional structural units, container, metabolism, and genes, which are information units. To implement these functional units, some researchers approach this challenge using biomimicry, or cell-free extracts, whereas others aim to design and construct fully synthetic or non-natural implementations. In either case, from a chemical point of view, it is helpful to insist that all such systems must have a semi-permeable active boundary or membrane that might be recursively structured, a metabolism to generate and channel energy from a universal energy currency, and that can process both raw and waste materials, along with an information storage system, like genes, that has high fidelity, that can cope with imperfect copies and introduction of random mutations. This approach, however, already starts to outline notions of life and cells that are somewhat restrictive, especially if taken together with a focus on existing building blocks of current life. We believe that a broader definition and clear conceptual goals are needed. Parallels. A similar fundamental problem was encountered in the area of artificial intelligence, wherein researchers wrestled with the question of whether machines can think in the absence of a universally accepted, let alone operational, definition of thought, something that remains elusive even to this day. Alan Turing effectively circumvented the problem by proposing the so-called, quote, imitation game, which later became known as the Turing test. The question, can machines think, was redefined by an operational scenario for AI. Can machines imitate the act of thinking, such that an interrogator cannot distinguish between a machine and a person? This is an elegant operational way of assessing whether a machine can think, regardless of what we mean by thought. The power of the imitation game lies first with the fact that it distinguishes between the physical embodiment of a man and his putative thinking abilities. And second, it provides a mechanism of probing thought by means of questions and answers formulated in a given language. For convenience and to facilitate progress, Turing artificially restricted his broad definition of machines to digital computers comprising storage, executive units, and control components, and argued that the restriction was unimportant precisely because of the universality of such contrivances. In this way, the question, can machines think, was replaced by, are they are there imaginable digital computers that would do well in the imitation game? The Turing test has proven a remarkably effective concept that has continued since 1950 to provoke discussion in the fields of computer science, philosophy of the mind, and cognitive science. 
The Turing test did not give a definition of, quote, thought, but it instigated a prolific amount of research, ranging from those trying to build computational devices capable of passing the Turing test to those who have argued that the Turing test is irrelevant for a theory of thought. Regardless, the concept of the Turing test has helped advance our understanding of AI and represents a paradigm shift in this area. Interestingly, Harrell has recently proposed that a kind of Turing test could be used to assess the quality of computer models for systems biology. We believe that just such a touchstone is needed, also in the field of artificial cellularity, in particular, and the recognition of life in general. We therefore propose to use a similar approach here, that of an imitation game that could help answer the analogous question, are there artificial chemical systems that would do well in the cellular imitation game? To develop a Gedanken experiment version of an idealized cellular imitation game, we propose that the separation of physical embodiment and ability, as in the original Turing test for AI, must be preserved. That is, in this paper, we are not concerned whether the synthetic cell is built as a chemoton, the size of a family car, or whether it is a microscopic lipid membrane. Instead, we're interested in the fact that the chemical cell in question should be able to communicate with natural cells directly or via a relay in such a way that, as in the spirit of the original imitation game, it can be interrogated by the latter. In such a case, it is not necessary that the language used for interrogating the chemical cell is universal, as was the case for human languages in the original Turing test. On the contrary, the language by which a chemical cell is interrogated by the natural cell should be sufficiently sophisticated so as to appropriately distinguish between alternate outputs from realizable experiments. We envision that our knowledge of both chemical cells and natural cells increases better and better experiments will be possible that will distinguish ever more detailed and fine-grained hypothetical properties and features of living matter. In turn, this will give rise to richer and richer communication languages between the artificial and natural entities. With this Gedanken experiment, we could think of a cellular imitation game setup where the chemical cell must imitate a natural cell and where an instance of the latter plays the role of interrogator through properly configured screening and life support devices. In this idealized cellular imitation game, interrogation could take place following any of a series of increasingly more complex and sophisticated mechanisms, starting perhaps with a relatively simple quorum sensing type of language based on, for example, low molecular weight signaling molecules and moving toward mechanical transduction biofilm formation, and swarming patterns of behavior. Even the simple a-mechanismist quorum sensing offers enough flexible flexibility by virtue of it being Turing complete. That is, it offers the potential of generating any recursively enumerable language. In any case, the mechanism for interrogation should be immaterial as the critical aspect of the life-imitating game is whether a natural cell as interrogator, can or cannot distinguish one of its own kind from the chemical cell. 
As the human experimenter would be setting up the screening and life support devices for both the artificial and natural systems, it is the researcher who, as his or her knowledge advances, can implement more refined versions of the cellular imitation game. This mechanism strengthens the imitation game by implementing what Harrell has called a Popperian twist. Thus, even if a chemical cell successfully passed, let's say a test based on quorum sensing, it might still fail to succeed on a more sophisticated version of the imitation game, where the interrogator cell uses, for example, mechanical transduction at the cell membrane or horizontal gene transfer as a probing, that is communication, language. Implementation. We have discussed above an idealized version of a cellular imitation game in the hope of objectively measuring lifelike features of artificial chemical systems. Current technology would seem to severely limit the chances of implementing such an idealized cellular imitation test in the foreseeable future. It might, however, still be possible to define, with the help of the synthetic biology slash artificial life, origins of life and astro slash exobiology research communities, a practical realization that, although not following the details of a Turing test, would share its philosophy. We propose that such a practical realization might draw some inspiration from the highly successful critical assessment of protein structure prediction, or the CASP program. CASP, which runs every two years, has to date completed six cycles and has used the following guiding principles in the hope of creating a mechanism for predicting tertiary protein structure from primary structure alone. Researchers post primary protein sequences as a challenge. Competing parties who take the bait opt to predict a given three-dimensional or tertiary protein structure. Subsequent comparison with a determined three-dimensional structure provides a ready and effective illumination of successful predictive strategies and models. At a latter stage, the very process of assessment itself also became a field of endeavor. Under critical assessment of fully automated structure prediction models and evaluation of protein structure prediction servers. The net result of the CASP competition has been an enormous advance in the capacity to predict and compare predictions of protein structures. We propose that the same parada paradigma paradigmatic shift in our ability to conceive and judge progress in artificial life and, quote, cellularity, could be an engendered by a similar assessment exercise. We and others therefore come together to organize a, a competition that we provisionally entitle the Critical Assessment of Artificial Chemical Cells, or CRAC. Details of this competition will soon be published. Conclusions. To surmount the notorious difficulties of defining and recognizing life, we should evaluate theories of life not in relation with our current preconceptions, but by how well they explain by a purposeful engineering effort to imitate, living phenomena, and thus how satisfactorily they resolve the puzzles of life. The idealized cellular imitation game we propose here does not seek to encompass all existing preconceptions of life, 
but rather by circumventing them, seeks to stir controversies that could help to advance our chemical, biological, physical, and computational understanding of the meaning of life. Even if, as in the case of the original AI Turing test, 50 years from now we would find ourselves to be no closer to a rigorous definition of life, we will nevertheless know better what life is not. Moreover, advances in our understanding of how cellular chemical structures might imitate a living system, however defined, not only is of theoretical relevance, but also perhaps more importantly may have a profound practical impact. The chemical cells may be able to do useful work of a conventional chemical nature to mimic simple functions of natural cells or to carry out novel computation within regimes that are currently beyond our technology. Although a purist's version of the imitation game might not be possible at our current stage of technological development, it is our hope that a more down-to-earth version of it, as implemented by CRAC, will have a similar rallying effect in our community as CASP had in the structural biology community. Turing incorrectly predicted that a computer would successfully pass his test for AI within 50 years. Thus far, this has not happened. Will chemical cells do better? 